You're listening to the Zipline Logistics Truck Yeah podcast, where we explore all kinds of hot topics in the logistics industry. Get ready to learn, laugh, and get your brain off. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Zipline Logistics podcast. My name is Jesse Jewett. We have a special guest with us today. I'd like to introduce one of Zipline's co-founders, JJ Rodeheffer. JJ, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thanks for coming. Right off the rip, founder, 16, almost 16 years ago in June. We've worked together almost 11 years. Long history. I like to reference I was employee number 20. Uh, you were one of employees number three. One, two, and three. So that's exciting. A um, lot of experiences. When I started, I was married, zero children. I now have two. I am moved into my second house. We now have our second dog, Teddy. Um, unmarried, no children, living at home when I first started. I remember exact meeting both of you in the exact time, place, how we met, who introduced us. I remember all that vividly. Yeah. It's been a run. All right. That's the podcast. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, we're moving on. We really want to talk about the infancy, the inception of Zipline, and then the progression of the last 16 years and where we're at today. So in your words, JJ, since you were one of the co-founders, what led to the idea of Zipline? Yeah. So I got hired in the 3PL world right out of Miami University, Miami, Ohio, uh, at the largest 3PL in Chicago. And through training, I quickly realized that the customer sales side was something that I wanted to pursue. So um, after five years of um, selling 3PL services to shippers, uh, I got to meet Andrew Lynch, one of my co-founders and, and best friends, and uh, you know, simply said, hey, I don't love this anymore. I, I, I call my clients at the end of every day and tell them that four or five trucks won't be showing up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any control over that. Um, and so we kind of started talking about, is there a place in the market for great capacity, right? So better quality trucks mm-hmm. and shippers who demand great service um, to unite in a 3PL to you know kind of be the, the middleman for that. So... You know, soon thereafter, in 2007, uh, we started Zipline. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you talk about the calling the people at the end of the day, right? Uh, it sounds like, were you selling to a specific group of customers? Were you selling to everybody? Yeah, great question. No, the, I mean, in the end, the big, the, one of the biggest hurdles at such a large brokerage is there weren't a lot of leads to call. Right. They had so many salespeople that all the leads were tagged in someone's name. And that was the biggest issue. I still remember some of my meetings with my um, with my one of my first managers and they you you need to do more sales calls. I'm like, I I want to. I I am. I want to make money. Right. And and I want to provide, you know, the JJ service within CH Robinson to these shippers. But it was very difficult to find people to call. that's also overlooked when you when you go into a big organization like that. Yep. Um, you know, you're almost have an internal battle before you even start your external battle. Yeah. Um, you know, we're luckily small enough that if a sales rep comes here, 
they can call on nearly anyone. We only ship for a couple hundred clients. I like that. I like that. Where did the name Zipline come from? Yeah, sure. So um, you know we're you know middle uh, early early to mid twenties and uh, put this business plan on paper and we had a placeholder um, for a name because we couldn't come up with anything that we thought was was cool and um, thirty days before we launched. <laughs> Um, brainstorming, I had gone on a couple vacations to Costa Rica and Costa Rica at the time was this emerging uh, country and had a handful of zip line courses or tours that okay. you could take. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of threw it out there like, Hey, zip means fast. And, you know, line kind of relates to truck line. You know, what do you guys think about yeah. zip line? And it didn't take really any deliberation. We all just kind of looked at each other, man, I love it. And that was that it just happened yeah. like that. 29, 30 days left before you started. Yeah. That was the, that was the, nothing like the last minute. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. Those first few years, uh, you talked about calling on everybody, as many people as you could at, at your, your previous role at Zipline. Was that the same in the beginning? Was it the same plan? Yeah. I mean, it's 2007. So it was about six months before the, you know, the recession hit yep. that really, um, you know, create sidelined a lot of, you know, American industry. Um, so we were really doing anything we could to match up good quality trucks and shippers. Um, but what we realized in that you know first year or two is that our idea worked. There mm -hmm. were shippers out there that needed a great value. Of course, good rates, but you know they wanted to make sure their product got there. I can still remember one of our first clients who still ships with us today um, shipped pr um, product into Abbott Labs mm -hmm. for their manufacturing of their um, of their baby formula, and you know it was critical that yeah. they had good quality trucks and that it arrived on time for Abbott's production. Um, so you know that's someone that stands out, and it kind of snowballed from there. And you know quickly thereafter, we realized that the CPG market. Like finished goods that need to be on a store shelf uh, was a great fit for us, and we were off and running. And uh, you know, today I'm you know, proud to say that's what we do. Yeah, we help whether it's food or beverage or or retail, but products that end up on a store shelf need to be on the store shelf to be purchased. Um, those are the brands that we you know we we work best with. I like that. I like that. So that's the evolution. Um, here we are, 16 years later. We are targeting CPG shippers, just like you mentioned. What do you see as some of the, the biggest problems that we're solving on a day-to-day -day basis? You already, already touched on like out of stocks, getting the product on the shelf, right? Anything else that comes to mind? Well, um, you know, we do a, a pretty much you know, three different relationships with, with customers, right? We can be a complete outsource, right? A managed transportation where if it's shipped within your organization, we manage it for you. Yep. Um, you know, then we have, you know, a, a secondary relationships where maybe we manage a significant portion or a specific portion. So let's say Walmart mm -hmm. is, is an issue for a shipper where we just say, hey, we don't expect you to give all of your freight to us, right? Maybe you're a multi-billion dollar organization and you want to, you know, continue to have multiple carriers in your network. But if Walmart's your challenge, give us Walmart and let us show you what we do for you. Or there's mega shippers, right, that have 50 plus carriers in their network. Um, but we become the most trusted carrier within the organization and we can manage a significant piece of the pot. So we can be a transactional provider yeah. or we can manage 100% of your freight. We've done a really good job, I think, of you know finding what shippers are looking for mm -hmm. and then tailoring it to their solutions. 
Um, so it's been fun to you know kind of evolve as we're either everything or just one of a handful of carriers or we manage a specific section of your business. Yeah. I think one of the greatest lines that I've used in my 11 years here is that we're we're small enough to be nimble, but we're big enough that we compete on a daily basis with the other uh, big box 3PLs out there. Um, and that's that served us really, really well. And, and those three, that three-pronged approach definitely hits on that. Yeah, I mean, our largest customer is a $10 billion organization. <laughs> so we certainly fit in well with big shippers. Um, but you got to know how to navigate their network and, yeah. and find your way because you certainly aren't going to be everything to everyone. So knowing that we deliver mentioned CPG, we mentioned already touched on Walmart, big box retailers that we, we specialize in. How do we navigate that or what, hint, hint, technology are we using to improve the lives of our, our transportation professional co customers? Yeah, so um, we've tailored an, an internal product that you know, we've built um, around our CPG shippers. Uh, it's called Canopy, uh, spelled with a K, the emphasis on the K and the P and the I, so mm -hmm. you know, emphasize KPIs. And um, you know, that, that product is used internally for our operators. Right, we've got some DFM products in there for our carrier sales team, some gamification yeah. um, right, for them to compete internally. Um, our customer operations team uses Canopy to identify outliers and make sure all of our data is matching up. They also use it for any sort of track and trace. And then you know, most importantly, they use it for any review calls. Mm -hmm. right? So we're honing in on all the uh, specific shippers' KPIs, whether it's cost per skid or cost per skid per mile or cost yeah. per case or cost per case into Walmart versus cost per case into Costco or cost per case Walmart, New Caney, Texas versus cost <laughs> yeah. per case to the Tomo, Wisconsin. How right? deep do you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think the best part about Canopy is that our team uses it. We don't just like hand the keys to the Corvette to the shipper and say, hey, here's our software. Good luck. We really use it on, on a day to day or in uh, all of our review calls, yeah, um, and so that's you know what I'm most proud of. But Canopy was built by our customers, right? We do it, but they tell us what is most important to them, yeah. and we've tailored it to that. So, you know, I always joke like if you're a CPG shipper considering a new carrier in your network, it blows my mind that we don't get a shot, yeah, right? because this is all we do. At the very least, you should take a look at what we're doing for these other brands and making them successful. Now, I've joked with some of our shippers that they would rather hoard us for themselves. Yeah. Right? They don't want other shippers to have it because they want us all to <laughs> themselves. Uh, but hey, you know, that, that, that'll evolve over time as we continue to grow. That evolution of Canopy specifically, it certainly mirrors um, in some elements the evolution of Zipline as a company, uh, which is really exciting to be a part of, right? As you talked about in the beginning, it was really like, touching on maybe one to three of our bigger clients. And now it's expanded into every one of our clients as some sort of view of Canopy. And it's Absolutely. tailored to them and they can use it how they want to use it, which I think is super, super cool. If some people just want to focus on the summit, the track and trace portion, because they want visibility to their day-to-day -day shipments, great. If another company wants visibility to the KPIs, like you mentioned, they can use that. That's awesome. Another group can look at the accounting department and pull their PODs because they want to, you know, process those really, really quickly. Or ideally, obviously, you're using that whole, whole functions there, which is just awesome. Uh, and it's been a really cool part to be a part of that evolution uh, 
over the last I guess, seven years, eight mm-hmm. years that yeah. we've been developing it. Um, the future of Zipline. What do you see in the future? What initiatives are you excited about? You know, when I think about my role here, which is to ensure our account managers are giving our uh, most important clients everything that they need, you know, asking those difficult questions and planning for the future. Um, you know, what I think the future looks like for us is, is ensuring that shippers know that if you get quoted $300 for a shipment, what do you get with that? Do you get a rate and a truck? Sometimes, sometimes you get a truck, right? And because we ex- exclusively focus on CPG, you know, we really start backwards and we look at the customer and say, hey, how are you performing for Costco? Mm-hmm. And because Costco tells you, right, you have a scorecard if you're a brand in there. And what's causing that performance? So are you showing up on time? Are you, is your product delivering in full? Yep. Um, because if it's not, you're going to get fines and chargebacks. And those fines and chargebacks are exponentially higher than the difference between a truck for $300 that might show up and a truck for $350 that will show up. Mm-hmm. And it still boggles my mind right, talking to shippers, you know, especially in a, a market like this where the, mar- the freight market is a little deflationary, um, where you know the, com- the comment comes out like, Hey, you're for, you're three hundred fifty dollars, but this guy's three hundred. Can you get there? And my question is like, what are you getting with that three hundred dollars versus what are you getting with that three hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah. Right. And believe me, I totally understand that that fifty dollar difference adds up. Right. Right. Whether it's ten loads, a hundred loads, thousand loads, but the difference between being ninety eight percent on time versus eighty eight percent on time is tens, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And so I find that the C suite at a brand is pushing down on the transportation decision makers to cut out pennies. Yeah. When in three months, you've got this deteriorated relationship with Costco because you are at 82% on time and there's another brand in your market looking for your shelf space. Right. Um, and so that's a challenge for us, right? So we you know, solve that by trying to sell into the C-suite because I tell you, a CFO or a director of financial planning and analysis, they understand that. but. We're a line item, transportation costs. So sometimes it's hard to break into those walls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten even more difficult with COVID because a lot of our brands, you know, were exploding, and so they hired remote. So now you don't have the you know, true office environment for these brands right. to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, I love when I get a chance to talk to a CFO or someone in the C-suite. Um, just yesterday, we had the president of a multi. Hundred million dollar organization yeah. at Zipline on site. Yeah, he gets it. Right? right, he understands what we're talking about. Hence, him carving out four hours in his day when he's really leading the entire brand, not just transportation, because he's seeing these these fines. Yeah, and he understands what our message looks like. And yeah, maybe instead of spending fifty thousand dollars a month, you spend fifty five or whatever the number may be, but you get it back in spades uh, to ensure your brand is on shelf, on time, and full. So, of course, you want a good relationship with your customer, right? The, the Costco and the brand. Yeah. Um, but you also want that performance. That's all margin for that brand. Yeah. And they are just losing out on that by chasing the cheapest truck. Right. And uh, listen, that's our message these days. Um, you know, I came from the biggest. We were the cheapest. 
And that was great when I was selling to a metals company, yeah. right? Or a wire reel company. Um, and we're still uber competitive today, right? Mm -hmm. We participate in bids against the biggest or the smallest, and we are successful in that front. So yeah. our pricing is really fair, but we just don't lead with that, right? We lead with how do we improve your margin? Yeah. I can do that by everything that our team, our, you know, our, our solution of, of Canopy and our tailorization, right? Our tailoring the, the, the logistics to the brands. Um, it's very effective and we have tons of case studies to share, but that's where I get most excited. Yeah. That's what I see the future of us when we continue to grow. It's brands looking for that value set. Yeah. We can 100% deliver that to them. And I get most excited about that. Those partnerships, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm ready to run through a wall. I just want to throw it out on the podcast to give us a call, 888-GO-ZIPLINE, or visit us at www.ziplinelogistics.com. You can talk to JJ, maybe not right away, but you can go through a Canopy demo. Uh, we'd love to show you that software and how it works for you and what we can do for you. What else did I miss? Did I miss anything? I'll just say that uh, you know the time I was introduced to Teddy when she was a personal shopper living at home, <laughs> um, or when Jesse and I uh, met for a, a beer at... Bernard's Tavern on High Street in Columbus. Mm -hmm. I don't forget those moments. And, um, you know, the 110 people that we have here, that's been the true joy of the 15 years of building these relationships. And I'm so proud of what we've done. I'm so proud of what we're going to do. And I'm just delighted to see the, you know, evolution in your guys' lives. Yeah. Careers, of course. But, you know, you mentioned new kids and new husbands and new life moments. Yeah. And that's been, uh, you know, your, your joy as a co-founder of a business. Yeah, it's been awesome to be a part of. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. Um, that wraps it up on another edition of the Zipline Logistics podcast. We'll see you next time.